Welcome to church. Good morning. Everybody doing good? It's good to see you. Kind of quiet today. Let's welcome the Foley campus. Come on, let's give it up for Foley. Yeah. And the Mobile campus. Let's give a shout out to them. It's great to see you this week. And uh, I have a couple things I want to share with you real quick before I get into the message. Uh, one, I want to uh, welcome a colleague in the ministry who's a pastor in the Netherlands who is visiting with us today. Pastor Nicholas, so glad to have you guys with us. His son goes to UM. He's visiting with us today. And also, I want to introduce to you uh, a new tailor. We have a new grandson, and he was born yesterday. And that's, uh, we're going to call him Zeke, but that's little Zeke. So we're excited. Uh, Mom is doing well, and so is Dad. Uh, and uh, we're so excited because now we have three boys and two girls, so the boys rule and the girls drool. That's the way it goes. Uh, no, just kidding. But uh, that's what we learned in children's church when we were, you know, doing that. But anyway. Hey, listen, we're in the third part of a series called Hope Changes Everything. We've talked about the path. Last week we talked about the fob. This weekend we're going to talk about the name. And, you know, I, I, I want to set this up. I don't even want you to turn to a scripture. I'm just going to use one scripture. And I want to start off by saying this. God doesn't need anything. Say that with me. God doesn't need anything. But the second thing I want you to, to hear and say is God decided to need me. God. Decided to need me. You understand that God has the power to do anything he wants to do, but he set up a principle in the very beginning where he needs us to exist as the church. That's what we talked about last weekend. That FOB, that acronym is for a forward operating base. It's a military term, and that's what the church looks like. And so I want you to understand that God uses the church to accomplish his heart on this earth. Now, Here's the scripture I want you to listen to. You've heard it, but listen to it. Genesis 2, 19. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. What's the point? God could have named the animals himself. Well, he could have because he had the power, but he couldn't have because of the principle. Because God operates within principles that he creates. He created the principle that he works with people. So Adam had to name the animals if he was going to have authority over the animals. In the kingdom of God, if you have authority, then you have to fulfill your responsibility. We talked last weekend about Jesus identifying the offices of the church in the book of Ephesians. He came and he set those into place. Those people, those, those offices have authority and, and you, to fulfill. For instance, my, my position is pastor. And so I, if, I don't, if I don't use my authority, then, then people will not, I won't have the influence. In other words, I have to fulfill my responsibility in authority. So God needed Adam to do something because God didn't, he didn't want to void his principle. Bottom line, God doesn't move until we move. God doesn't move until we move. So God needs us to move, to believe, to step out in faith, to witness, to pray. And when he wants us to move, when he wants us to change, when he wants us to move forward, he uses his officials, his, his authority, his pastors to set that forward. But, he, but understand that he is going to move through pe people. Now, let, let me ask you this. How many of you believe in miracles? Hold your hand up. Well, that's better than the last group. 
That last group, they just didn't believe in miracles. Okay, let me ask you this. How many of you would like to be part of a miracle? Great, great. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your device out of your pocket or your purse. Come on, I know you're attached to this thing. I know, I know you got it, okay? Now, here's what I want you to promise me you will do. Now, you guys have really got it. You, you get it really good. Uh, for the next 30 minutes, do not call, text, uh, uh, send anything on your Facebook. Don't do anything with this phone for 30 minutes. How many of you can do that? Hey, listen, the group last night, they had to go 17 hours. Yeah, they're in withdrawal right now. We, 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 we've got them in the... So, okay, I, I want you to do that because I want a miracle to happen because I've been told by those who know this world that this cannot happen. So far it can happen. I just need you to give it 30 minutes before you use it. I'll tell you when you leave when you can use it. So for the next four hours, don't do that. And listen, if you do, <laughs> what did I just say? Four hours? 30 minutes. I have been looking for you, <laughs> this group, okay? So don't do it. And if you do it, I got guys watching right now. We're going to throw your picture on the screen that you just posted. You just tweeted. We're going to put you up there during the sermon. I'm going to split the screen and everybody's going to look at you. They're going to know you betrayed. And if you do do it, I've already asked God to infest your bed with the fleas of a thousand camels for the next two weeks. So yeah, you sleep with those fleas and the humidity here, you'll be miserable. Okay, so we can do that. So, so listen to me. 1998, my wife and I, we planted this church. During that time, we were planning and strategizing, and there, there were no ARC associations. There was nothing, okay? And, and, and we, we did not know what we were doing, but, but next weekend, we celebrate our 17th anniversary, okay? But God knew the beginning. Yeah. God knew the beginning, and he knew the finish. He knew there would be moments like today. So as we worked and planned, we wrestled through a name to call this church. We wanted something identifiable. And since we're on the eastern shore, since we're on the bay, you know, and, and, and Mobile's on one side, we're on the other, and, 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 and you know, all this water around us, you know, it, we, we took it into the fact, it's almost like naming your kids. It's like Nick and Allie with, with Ezekiel, we're going to call him Zeke. I mean, they, they took in and they, they waited out, you know, this is what we wanted to do. This is what we did with the church. So the name Bay Community has a lot of meaning. And it's interesting, when we started, I told you last weekend, that our logo was a lighthouse, which is typically like a beacon of hope into to the dark world, the hurting world, those in need. Then about nine years ago, we, we, our, our, God widened our call and our purpose, and we became a church for all people. And, and, and those not just hurting and desperate, but all people. And our logo kind of changed to this little guy that we call the Bay Man, and, and, and he symbolizes a heart to reach all people and lead them into a meaningful relationship with Christ. Now with that same heart, God has yet widened us again. He's enlarged our scope to a, a bigger body of water, to an ocean to which we're to be a beacon of hope. With the expansion into multi-site campuses and international campuses, that beacon of light has gotten wider and brighter than we could have ever imagined. And with that comes more of a defined sense of purpose for us as a church which leads us to change our name. We're marking a new season, and we're going to change our name. With the anniversary of 17 years, we will change our name. We will no longer be called Bay Community Church, and we think God is in this, 
And when I say we, I mean larger than we being my wife and myself, we being the elders and myself, we being the pastors and myself, but we being me and God. Even though I have great affection for the name Bay Community, the obvious question I'm sure you have is why? Why would you do that? Well, of course, your real question would be what's, what, what's the name, right? How many of you want to know the name? Okay, I'll uh, give it to you later. Uh, <laughs> Because you see, we're capable of making a mistake. And the temptation of us with the name is to, okay, well, let me see if that's a good name or a good change. And then you might evaluate change based on the name. No, that's not why we're changing the name. The why behind the name change will produce the change in the name. I have to give you the whys. The why behind the name change will produce the change in the name. So first, you need to know the whys. So I want you to set in your mind that this is more than just some positive change coming up, but this is providential. God is intentional in what he's doing. We think he's in this. So let, let me just, there are a lot of whys. Well, let me give you the top three. Here's the first why. God is comfortable changing names. It's just like God to change a name when he changes the scope of mission. It's like God to reset and recalibrate when God's about to lead someone or something into something that God has dreamed and God has planned for them to go into. He had a plan for this church before the earth was formed, before I was ever born. And, and it's like, it's just like him to change the name. I mean, we all know the name Abraham, but you know, for 99 years, it was Abram. Can you imagine, imagine living to be 100 and then God says, oh, I'm changing your name to Abraham. I mean, that's a little weird. And then he says, oh, and I'm changing your wife's name to Sarah. Why? Because God was changing the scope of mission on their lives. They were going to create and birth a great nation. Here's the second why. We believe God is changing our scope of mission. You know in the Bible, the phrase, the term that identifies a group of people we call the Israelites. The Israelites, where did that come from? And it's in the whole Bible. It came from Abraham's grandson, Jacob. And God changed Jacob's name to Israel. So what's the big deal? Well, you see, it's a big deal to a person when the name changes. But you see, when your name changes, it's more than personal. God has a plan. And today we still know Israel because God changed the name because God was changing the scope of Jacob's mission because God wanted the 12 tribes of Israel set up. And then you go to the New Testament and you find a guy named Andrew who met Jesus. And when he met Jesus, he knew there was something special about him. He knew that he was anointed. He knew, and he thought in the back of his mind, I've got to get my brother to meet Jesus too. I've got to get Simon. And you know the story. Simon meets Jesus and, and then he goes through this whole, this whole change of scope in his life. And Jesus gives him another name that we call him Peter. And the scope of his mission was changed and he was there to help birth the church. So it's just like God to change names because God changes the scope of mission. Okay, so are are you ready for the new name? That wasn't enough. Okay, I'll go on. I'm not, no, it wasn't enough. Okay. In the early years of our church, 17 years ago, growth would occur and, and, and then lives would change and then we would be reactive to the growth. Oh man, what happened was great and awesome. We better do something about it. We better do something. And and then eight or nine years ago, there was a major heart change in leadership. When we stepped forward and decided our DNA was to be a healthy church, 
because healthy things grow. And, and, and we're, listen, we were not to have one large massive building, which is kind of typical of what we grew up in the, in the Bible Belt in the South, to have one church and everybody drives in. That wasn't our DNA. And so we heard and we knew we were going to be a healthy church in multiple locations. What does that mean? That means that no more reaction, but we became proactive. We believe God told us to be on a mission. And in the things he has told us to do, we were to accomplish for his glory and for his honor. And we expect at this church, we expect God to use us to change lives all over the world. That's what we expect. That's his calling. That's his purpose. And, and you see, you, you have to get the size of what God is inviting us to do. We have to get that, we have to understand that scope because we, we live in our communities. We live in our little towns and cities. But we have to get the size of this. He's, he's going to make his appeal to other people through us. He's already doing that. But this is going to enlarge that scope. And, and, and you know, th- th- but this is what can happen to all of us. Because we're human, we can get comfortable about us. We, we can almost become distant from people who are far away from God. We can just kind of do our thing and go to church and this and that. And, and you see, here's what happens when we do that. Our passion fades. And I, I don't know what God has to do to you to keep your passion for him you know, hot. But, but when, when, your, when your passion for him fades, the first thing that kind of goes is, is your passion for people. And then you're focused on your job and your work and all this. And we kind of get caught. Well, we do the same thing in church if we're not careful. And then sometimes, just like me, and and you can ask my wife, she'll tell you this, but sometimes I I, I, I do a little whining. Change? Why are we going to change? Why have we got to build another building? Why have we got to buy more property? Why do we have to remodel this? Why do we have to... I had a campus in China. put a campus in Honduras. Why, why, Why do we... Isn't this enough, God? I mean, we're, we're, in our little, we're in our little niche. We've got a great piece of property here in Malibus, and here we are. Aren't we just doing this? And then and, and here's, here's how God had to correct my thinking. Now, this is going on in my spirit and in my heart, okay? He says, okay, you want to whine and cry and complain a little bit? Nobody's going to feel sorry for you, but let me give you my perspective. How many children do you have, Jerry? My wife and I, we have three children. He said, what I want you to do is I want you to make a list of your three children, but I just want you to put down two of those children, And the two you put down, those two will go to heaven, and the one you leave off will be lost forever. I said, I can't do that. There's no way I can do that. I couldn't do that. I mean, all of my kids are going to go to heaven with me. I'm just determined. And then here's what God spoke in my spirit. He said, son, when two out of three is okay with you, it'll be okay with me. Because everybody in this world matters to me. And they're my lost kids. And the next time you're whining and you're complaining and you're working hard and you're building this and you're doing that and you're asking for money and you're doing all that stuff and you think it's enough and, and you've done and you've arrived and all that, just remember when two out of three is good enough for you, it's good enough for me. Listen, two out of three is not good enough for me when it comes to my kids. And it has to be the same with his kids. We are responsible to see the world around us as his lost kids and carry passion for them to find the hope that only Christ can give them. So here's what we're doing. We're running out to our future. In the business world, sometimes businesses will hit a flat spot and sometimes they they get a little dated or whatever and you want to rename it and relaunch it and reface it and, and that's the business world. That's not what we're doing. We're not a business. We're a ministry. 
And, and some of you say, well, man, it's crazy to change our name. I mean, we live right here on the bay. We're, we're, you know, everybody knows Mobile Bay. Everybody knows this and that. We're, no, we are running into our future. And when we step out this weekend, we move into our future. We'll be known by our new name. But the rest of us, the rest of us from here back, we, we get to enjoy the heritage, heritage and the history of Bay Community. Those who come in after this weekend, they won't know about this. They won't be able to experience the heritage and the history that you've experienced. So we have to begin to imagine what God has changed, and he's changed our scope. I mean, what if God wants to change our name because this is a fresh start? And listen, a fresh start looks like this. It means that we're, it's a fresh start with 17 years' experience. I mean, you've probably said when you were in your 40s, oh, I wish I knew all this when I was 20, right? Well, can you imagine a church after 17 years with what we've learned and how we've done to take this experience, and then we get to start it all together? Not just 30 people, but we get to start this together, a fresh start with, 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 our, with our scope being widened. So what's our new name? You want to know? Yes. Not yet. <laughs> God is changing our name. He's comfortable with that. God's changing our scope of mission. And here's number three why. We need to reclaim our distinctiveness. Now, we already have a distinctiveness in our DNA and our makeup and who we are, what we do, how we do it, our calling, our purpose. I went through that briefly. But we no longer have a distinctiveness in our name. The reality is 17 years ago, the name Bay Community was unique and distinctive. But today, across our country, there's so many community churches and community brands and community organizations that, you know, I have people say, well, are you connected to this community group and that community group? And, 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 and you know, and, and so it's hard to be one church in many locations without people saying, well, are you part of that group and this group? Or, or then I've had people say, well, you know what, we, a bay, what's a bay? <laughs> we don't have a bay. We got a mountain in our city. We got a, we got a desert here. We got a river here. What, what, what's a bay? You know, so the idea identity of those campuses can be confusing to people in other cities. So we're going to rebrand, relaunch our distinctiveness because we need a name that no other church shares. So it's in many locations that we have one church in many locations and it's not confusing. We need a name that works in the culture, not a, with a non-churchy label. Why? To reach those that are far from God. We need a name that works in any city, any country, with biblical roots and a rich spiritual heritage. And people we're reaching out to, they may not know all of that, but we know that. We know the biblical roots. We know the heritage. We know all of these things. And then we need a name that recognizes the size of scope of the mission God has given us. Why change the name? Well, the most obvious reason is we've outgrown our current name. 17 years ago, we had no idea where God would take our church and just how big the vision was that he's birthed. And, it, and it's nowhere near completed. And as we begin to open international campuses and campuses outside our region, it's becoming more and more clear that Bay Community Church, the name, doesn't travel well. It does not convey the size of heart of our church. It, and it doesn't, it doesn't show where our church is going. Now's the time to make a change. So our name reflects the vision. It can serve us well in the next season of ministry. So it's time to tell the name. But before I do, <laughs> the name we're about to share is connected back to the greatest need people have that only God can supply. The name has been in front of you this entire series. And some of you aren't listening right now. You're trying to guess the name or write it down. Some are even saying it out loud. They're popping all over the place. 
The name comes from the scripture. I gave you a scripture last week where Jesus said, he said, a city on a hill, you know, to, to be public, to be a city on a hill. We've talked about having hope in Christ in this series. This name is not designed to grab you, it's designed to grow on you and to grow on people. And during the next few days and weeks, it will grow on you. Why? Because the name runs deep. It runs deep because Jesus said, go public as a city on a hill. And the one message that everyone wants to be a part of in the world is hope. And we live in a hopeless world. And they need the hope of Jesus Christ. So we are City Hope Church. Thank you. You can be seated. Why City Hope Church? Listen, if there's one message that people need to be part of, it's hope. As a church family, corporately and individually, our heart is to bring the hope of heaven into every city, regardless of how small or how large it is. No matter what corner of the earth we find ourselves in, we are a church bringing hope into every life. Hope into every home, into every marriage, whether bigger, in every city, every town. Listen, we won't stop until we bring heaven to earth, until we become a beacon of hope for the lost, until we become a a dealer of hope for, for the broken and the hurting. Why? Because hope is big. Hope is never ending. Hope speaks to any and all cultures around the world. We are City Hope Church, formerly Bay Community Church. Can we give the Lord a hand? <laughs>